Hi, this is Matt Kempel, co-owner of Milwaukee's premier live comedy spot, The Laughing Tap, and founder of the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. I hope everyone is ready for a great show tonight. Make sure you have turned off your electronic devices and keep talking to others in your group to a minimum. With that, I'd like to bring on tonight's headliners, Jim Martin and Chris Beyer. It's season six of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. This is Chris Byers, always with Jim Martin. Hey, Chris. As I was explaining to our guest, uh, who we'll introduce in a bit, usually our, our, our topics are pretty light and comedy related, but sometimes we talk about social issues. So anyway, you know, we now I got to get a little philosophical for just a minute. So give me a little creative license here. All right. We all we all share a common human experience, right? We're all humans, and so. Whether we live in America or any country around the world, there's certain things about being human that we all share. We all live, laugh, and love. I read that at Target on some little sign. Was that a reminder <laughs> for you? That's right. I guess we do. You're right. Okay. However, certain groups of people experience life in a little different way. You know, for example, men and women. Some people are trying to have us believe, maybe not here lately, but men and women have a little bit different experience. Whether you're young or old, that might uh, affect your experience. Yep, yep. Whether you're attractive or plain, whether you're thin or fat, tall or short, rich or disa- uh, rich or poor, able or disabled, everybody experiences things a little bit differently. Right? Sure. Now, of course, another metric that we talked about with uh, Richard Wilson, uh, we talked about the experience of being black in America, black versus white. Yep. So every now and then we're reminded that maybe the experience of certain groups of people is different than what we might experience. And probably every other week, something happens in the news where a police interaction, usually with a a black person and a white cop, makes national news. Something happens where something goes wrong and the whole country kind of looks inward and sees what's going on with the police and and African-Americans. I know in my business, when something like that happens, every now and then I'm curious, half my patient population is African-American. And probably half of those are are male. And so in the past, I've asked some of my male black patients, you know, how their experience is with policemen. Okay. And one question I've asked them is how often they've had interaction with them, you know, getting pulled over. So how many times have you been pulled over, Jim? Uh twice. Yep. Two times. Twice. And how was how are your two interactions? Uh the one time was not not great. It was in Texas. Uh, and the guy, guy actually made me get out of the car, walk to the back of the car. He had the, you know, he had the whole, the hat on that weird hat, you know, right. and, and, um, you know, I was, geez, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I was speeding, but, uh, but boy, it was, it was kind of weird, you know, and making me get out of the car. The other time it was in Illinois and, um, I happened to pass a police officer. I was doing about 59 and a 55 and I passed a police officer. I'm sure what happened was he saw the Wisconsin plates. It was like, I'm going to get this guy. So anyway, so he pulls me over. He's like, what are you doing passing a cop? That's just stupid. So he was, he was ticked off at me because I passed him. I had the audacity to pass him, you know? And right. So, well, I um, think you so, said that you yeah. hung behind him for a while. He's going like 55 and everybody is like bl- blockaded behind him. And you thought, right. well, I'll go a little bit faster. Right. Because I have some friends that are police officers and they say, uh, I've heard a couple of them say like, they hate that. Right. Cause they got to, sometimes they kind of get to like, you know, if they're not going somewhere fast emergency, they have to, obey the speed limit and and they don't like that when this guy's on the cars you know everybody's afraid to, to pass the pl- looking back at it i i wish i would have had um 
a little bit of uh, more maybe the cojones to say, you know, if you were using a radar detector, would you have pulled me over? If if you see me go by, you have 59 and 55. Are you pulling me over? No, you're pulling me over because I had the nerve to pass you. But that was in a Wisconsin, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So, so twice. Anyway. Twice. I think there's, I've had four twice. interactions. One yeah. speeding many years ago. And I was speeding and the cop said, you could pay me $80 here or I can take you into town and you can go to court. What? I thought that was a little weird. That's that's how they do it in Germany. Yeah, that's, so I yeah. gave him the money, and and yeah. so yeah. that was oh, you, one. <laughs> yeah, really, you yeah. gave him the money? Well, wow. because he said I'd have to follow him into town to go to court right away. I didn't have time for that. Right so. away with court? I don't that's know. A, that's a scam. I know it probably was. Yeah. Right. And then another one was uh, I was sitting in a high school parking lot looking at a map. The guy came up to me, thought that I was drunk, and I wasn't. And then okay. two other times speeding, and another one was I drifted through a uh, stop sign. So four times, you twice, me four. Okay. So anyway, yeah. getting back to my story, my African-American clients, my black clients, male clients, when I talk to them, one guy would say 20, one guy would say 40, one guy would say 60, one guy would say 50. Wow. Just the number of times they've been wow. pulled over. These yeah. people are 20, 30, 40 years old. And they've been pulled over on average, I'll say about 30 to 40 times a piece. No kidding. Wow. So let's just say all those went well and there was no problems with them. Just the hassle of getting pulled over 40 Absolutely. times and being late for certain things. It's right. got to be a real headache. So, also, also, there's that that rush of like, oh my god, what what did I do, and all that right, thing right. that comes along with being pulled over, right? And as we're going to talk about, you know, yeah, everything else that comes along with it, right? For those yeah. guys, yeah. So this topic came up again because uh, me and my brother and friends get together and pretend we're rock stars in the basement every now and then, <laughs> and there was a thought that we might actually play out somewhere. We might actually go somewhere and do an open mic somewhere. One right, of the guys. Right came up with this idea of going to Beaver Dam for some yeah. open mic at some small festival, right? Sure. And our guest, uh, who I'll introduce now here, David Williams. Hey, David. Hey, David. Hello, Chris. How are you? You go by Dave, right? I go by anything, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> our guest, Dave, said, you guys can go to Brown, can go to Beaver Dam, but I can't. Yeah. And I kind of knew what he meant. My brother was looking kind of quizzical, like, you know, what's the problem with Beaver Dam, right? Sure. And yeah. then Dave explained, go ahead, Dave, explain us what it's like being a, a black man driving through a small town in America. Well, it depends on what small town you're driving through and where you are, but uh, it can be kind of interesting, <laughs> put it that way. Lots of times you you find out that people will, you know, pay a little bit more attention to you than anybody else. Right. If, you know, if you know what I mean. I can drive through and, and, and you know, it, it's amazing how, you know, nobody else seems to have a police car following them, you know. Right. But all of a sudden, a police car just seems to happen to be on the road following me wherever I'm going, you know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, How many times have you been pulled over in your life? In my life? Oh, yeah. God, I can't count. 80, 100, somewhere around there, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, wow. it's a large amount. And the thing about it is really, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I I'm, well, I'm 59. Uh, I really didn't start driving until I was probably 20. People call me pretty boring when it comes to driving. I don't, I don't drive like a maniac. I don't do anything, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's like I just have a magnet. I always get, you know, stopped for something. I wonder what know. that could be. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It must yeah. be my magnetic personality or something. You know? <laughs> do you have a bumper but, sticker with uh, two hands flipping off so, and it says the police <laughs> no, in the middle or something? That'll help. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. I should get them. You know, yeah. <laughs> they call it the DWB, right? Yeah, yeah, driving while black. Maybe oh, it's just yeah. DWD, de- driving while David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I've heard said 
And I don't know if I quite buy this, but you can, you know, uh, correct me of this as they say, uh, African American patients, uh, black parents, they have the talk with yes. their kids saying, you know, here's how you behave with cops. Did you have the talk growing up with your parents? No, only because my, my situation might be, a, might be a little bit different. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm from Vermont. Okay. So there weren't very many black people in Vermont, you know, when I, when I was born, when I was growing up. <laughs> so, um, you know, I grew up, you know, at first maybe with a different viewpoint on things. Didn't, I was kind of, I didn't notice things, you know, but there again, I'm a little kid, you know? Right. So anyway, we, you know, we grew up, you know, my, my father was a college professor. My mother was an English teacher, you know, um, they're immigrants, both from the West Indies. So we always learned that, Hey, you know, people are people period. Right. That's the way that we always saw things, you know? So, um, we didn't really, I guess, have to worry too much about that, that talk there again in Vermont, I was a kid, you know, right. we moved to North Carolina and that kind of changed. At first we thought it was just because, well, basically we, we spoke differently than right. if you've ever been, been down to North Carolina or to the South, there's a slight change in the accent. Right. Mm-hmm. And here I was, I had a Vermont, I don't have it now, but I had a Vermont accent. If you've ever heard of Vermont accent, you know, it's, um, it's nothing like a North Carolina accent. Right. Interesting. So, um, so that kind of drew attention to us in the first place, you know. So then we would have people who would look at us, you know, strangely. Uh, we would say something. Maybe we couldn't understand what people were saying. And then, you know, that could cause some issues for us. So then we would have people who would, you know, automatically start, you know, thinking we were we were trying to play them, you know, trying to say that think we were more intelligent than them or something like that you know right so oh, yeah so that's where we i would first see you know issues uh we my father would be driving and uh, police would stop him, you know and right. so uh they would stop you know they'd ask him questions and he'd say something he didn't have the southern accent you know and then they'd ask him you know where is he going what's he doing why is he driving in the car and he'd explain he was a college professor he was a the uh, department head for political science at a university. And that was the first time I would hear, oh, so you're one of those um, educated ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, we're kids. We're like, what's wrong with being educated? You know? Right. Right. Um, right. So, uh, you know, as that progressed and we start seeing that, then that's when we start having the talk. It's like, hey, you got to understand lots of you. You may run across people who don't, see things the same way that you see things or do things the same way that you would or you would want to do. So you have to understand sometimes what's going on, you know? Right. Well, that would be the first instance that I can remember of having the talk per se. You know? How about the first time you were pulled over as a driver? What was that like? <laughs> I was in, like I said, I didn't start driving until I was like 20. I was in the Navy at the time. I was in San Diego, you know, San Diego wasn't that bad of a deal, but I moved we, uh, my, my ex-wife and I, we moved, we went up to Washington state and then moving back to North Carolina to go to school. We were driving through Idaho, okay. Boise, mm-hmm. Idaho. Large black popula- population in uh, Idaho too, right? Yes. Exceptionally yeah. uh-huh. hard. Right. Right. right, and, right. You know, and, and my ex-wife is white. So that was okay. another thing that really, you know, here we would, you know, we pull into Boise you know, stop at a gas station or something like that. And it's like, almost like watching the Blues Brothers. You know, everybody's talking. All of a sudden, it gets really quiet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? The record and, scratches. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, we get to get something, you know, people start walking, looking at us, you know, following us around. So we're like, okay, let's get out of here. You know, so we get in the car and we drive. And I swear it wasn't maybe five minutes later, you know, we're getting pulled over by the highway patrol. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, why am I getting pulled over? I wasn't speeding. Mm-hmm. I had nothing wrong with the vehicle at mm-hmm. all, you know, at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get pulled over. Or I'm sorry, we get pulled over. And it was one of those things where uh, he looks at us and he looks, he keeps looking at my, my ex-wife, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as if to be saying, are you all right? Is everything That's what okay? I was going to say. Are you, know, you okay? Am I, yeah. Basically, am I, am I kidnapping her? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> kind of deal, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, is, is there a problem, officer? You know, uh, license registration, you know, when I step out of the car, so, you know, sure. You know what, whatever's going on. You know what, what's the deal? He could never give me a reason as to why he had to mm-hmm. stop me. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of deal. Right. Uh, but you know, it was a good, I don't know, fifteen, fifteen minutes calling in license. You know, yep. checking registration. Well, the car is registered in my wife's name. You know, uh, okay. well, this isn't your vehicle. Yeah, I said, it's not mine. It's actually hers. You yeah. know, kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, well, why right. are you driving it? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's that's awfully you know, fishy. Uh, <laughs> You're driving the passenger. I'm, I'm driving, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like he wouldn't believe me, but, you know, he would then he asked me things. And then he, he made me sit in the back of the car while he would talk to my wife to verify sure. my story. The back of the police officer, uh, back of the police and, car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I had to get out of, you know, you know this and that. He's like, well, why don't you wait over here? I'm going to go talk to your wife. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't done anything. Yeah. You know? Right. So, uh, you know, and then he, he, I guess he goes and talks with her, quote, verifies my story. Then he comes over. He's like, okay, well, we just want to, you know, make sure that everything's okay. Sure. I was right. like, and I, and I asked, I remember asking, you know, can you tell me what, you know, what it was that, you know, that I did, sure. you know? And he came up, basically he said, well, it seemed like you were, you know, you know, drifting across the line. Of Weaving. Course. Right, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, I was weaving. Right. Okay. Well, if that's what you say, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't tell you that what you that you that's what you think. Okay, fine. But you know, I, I knew better. You know. But, yeah. Right. Right. You know, it was just kind of strange. You know, and that's always the way it seems to be. Something's going on that I'm not doing wrong, but you know, somebody else can somebody else can be doing it right beside me, but I'm the one who yeah. gets stuck. Right. Right. So you. So you. Uh, I, have, I have two questions. Well, one's more of a comment, but uh, you have to make sure that do you do do you walk do a walk around around your car like every week or something? Make sure all your lights are working. You know your license plate light is because they'll pull you over. I mean, you know they do this uh, sometimes late at night for, for right. looking for drunk drivers too, right? But right. like, well, your license plate light is out. Really? Right. <laughs> well, right. No, you, I, you, you know, <laughs> I should do that. I should yeah. do that, but I don't. You know, I I guess I'm a little even though. Even though I have this happening to me, you know, I, I still look at things like, okay, I, I run into I run into one one bad apple doesn't mean everybody's a bad apple, you know. So right. uh, I'm willing to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know. Yeah, that's and, very big of you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just yeah. that's just the way I am. You know, sure. Unfortunately, but it so, always seems to happen. I talked about like sort of the adrenaline rush that you get or that I got when, when I was pulled over, right? Like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? What's going to happen? <laughs> so that's, that's, um, that's one thing, but it's a different, uh, probably level. I would, I would imagine for a black man. So I'm just curious, what do you, 
what are your thoughts when you're getting pulled over every time? I mean, especially in light of everything that's, you know, like Chris said, been in the news and everything. Right. Well, uh, more so lately. I mean, I was, I was uh, working, I, I'm an engineer. I was working with a company doing a, a project down in, uh, in Terre Haute. I think I was telling Chris about this. I was doing a project down in Terre Haute where I used to drive down there every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yeah, wow. That's a long drive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no big deal. I wasn't going to spend the night in Terre Haute. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. yeah. So I would go there on the do yeah. and then come back. Fine and good. I don't have a problem with that. Well, I was driving uh, along the highway. Um, golly, I don't, it's, it's in Indiana. I forgot the, it's an area where you have all those, the, there's a bunch of uh, turbines. Turbines. Oh, yeah. but the wind farm. Windmills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I was driving along and I'm driving along. I know I'm, I'm, you know, I have my cruise control set on the car. So I'm doing no more than five over the uh, the speed limit, you know, so everything's right. fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I have this, you know, I'm, I'm in the quote, I'm in the fast lane of this. It's a, Two lane highway. I'm yeah. in the fast lane. Right. You know, two lanes per side per se. Right. Um, I'm in the fast lane, and cars are passing me. Fine and good. I don't mind. But this police car comes up. You know. You know, and just I'm and pulls me over. You know, and I'm like, what do I do now? You know. Yeah. yeah. So I stop the car. I pull off to the side of the road. You know, and uh, I roll down my window. And I'm, you know, I'm going to stick my head out the window, you know, you know, and what I'm looking at is, is a pistol drawn. Oh, get out of the car. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, Yeah, really. I'm like, okay. Um, You know, so, hey, you can put a gun. Chances are I'm probably going to listen to whatever you say. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Uh, and he's, you know, he he comes walking up, you know, license registration. You know, I'm, I'm. you know, so yeah. I said, I'm going to reach in. I'm going to get this. I said, yeah. it's my company car that I have. You know, here's my license, his registration, everything. He looks at that, you know. So, you know, we, we he goes to me, checks out some of this stuff. And then he comes up afterwards. I said, officer, can I ask what the problem is? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, um, well, uh, you're driving in the fast lane and you have cars passing you on the right hand side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Said, As if that's okay. Well, we'll break out gun. the pistol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, I, I said, I said, yeah. okay. So I had cars pass me on the on the right hand side. Right. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, you're breaking the law. I said, I'm breaking the law because I'm in the fast lane and they're passing me on the right hand side. Well, and yeah. you're and you're exceeding the speed limit, wait, so they got to go even faster. I said, okay. He goes, yeah. If you have cars passing, then you need to slide onto the uh, into the slower lane. I said, you know, that makes some sense. I can understand that. I said, officer, what is the maximum speed limit on this road? You know, and he goes, what, 70? I said, okay. I'm sure you, you know, you clocked me. How fast was I going? 70. Yeah. Okay. Where did you see me? Well, he was parked off on the side of the road somewhere. You know, I didn't see him, but he said, yeah, I clocked you at 70. I said, okay. And you clocked me at 70. That's the maximum speed that I can do on this road, right? So wouldn't I be in the fast lane? Because I can't go any faster than that. I'm doing as fast fast as I can. Well, yes. I said, but... There are cars. How many cars passed me on the right-hand side? Well, there had to be at least four or five. Mm-hmm. I said, so were they going faster than 70? Yeah. Well, yeah, they would have to be, I said. And what made you decide that out of these 
if there's four, say there were four cars, include and mine, so that's right. five. Out of these five cars, what made you decide that I was the one that you should stop? Yeah. You know, yeah. when you you knew they were going faster than I was. Yeah. Yeah. They're clear. Well, I mean, that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, it's not the point. Evidently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a police officer. Right. I can't tell you what the point would be. Understand. I said, well, does it really require a pistol drum? And he, and he says, well, you know, we're out here. We're putting our lives on the line. So you never, ever really know what you're going to run into. Right. You know, when you when you stop somebody, I said, you know, I can understand that. I yeah. said, it's like me. I'm driving. I, you know, and I get stopped. Man, I really could. I, I never know what I'm going to run into that might, you know, you know. I'm putting my life on the line stopping because I'm getting stopped by the police. Right. You know, because, you know, I don't have a weapon. You did. How many times have you had guns drawn that once or more than once? Uh, I've had, a, I've had it drawn on me probably three times. Wow. You know, was that the, most, sc- most, most of them in the South. Most of them in the South. What okay. was the scariest incident? That one or is there other ones that are a little bit more harrowing? Um, well, I mean, anytime you have a, anytime you're looking at a gun, well, for me, yeah. I'm not a gun person. Okay. Right. Sure. I was in the military. I'm not into guns at all. You know? Right. So anytime a gun is pulled out, pulled out on me, that's kind of harrowing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know the, the worst. Oh, geez. I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, other ones, it, it seems a little bit more quote, routine mm-hmm. you know this one i mean it was just strange in that because he's he's walking up to the car with his gun you know i mean you'd, you'd have to see it it almost looked like officer Pontarello on chips right. you know, <laughs> he's walking up there and he's got his, his gun and, you know you know yeah. get out of the car and all this other kind of foolishness you know yeah. um uh whereas other ones you know it's like uh they're they're stopping it and they're and they're putting their hands on their on their pistol and they're and they're, they're um you know taking you out of the holster you know, yeah. It's like, what is this for? You, you know, so I think that was probably the worst one. The one at Terre Haute was probably the worst. Yeah. The other ones were yeah. just really more so. I guess from their standpoint, I'm just I'm just going to be ready in case something happens. You know, right? You know, right? You know, I was what area of town you are. Maybe they feel I've I've got to have it. You know, right? Sure. I I was uh, I was in the military also. I was in the Air Force and I was stationed at McDill down in Tampa. And when I got there, like part of our orientation, we went through this, you know, briefing about whatever. And part of the orientation, I remember them talking about, okay, if you're ever pulled over by a police officer and you tell them everything you're going to do before you do it, because if mm-hmm. you go to reach for your wallet, they yeah. might, you know, they don't know what you're doing. I had a, uh, a highway patrolman in South Carolina down near Myrtle, Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. who did that. You know, he, uh, he pulled me over. Um, I think at that time I was, I think I was three miles over the speed limit or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, he pulled me over, you know, license and registration. And, and so at the time I, I, I leaned over to get the license and stuff out of the glove box, you know, and he comes up and, you know, I mean, there again, it's good. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, well, I'm getting the license and registration like you asked right. me to, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. he said, I'm going to give you a good piece of advice. You tell me everything that you're going to do. Yeah. I said, Okay, fine. I said, so would you prefer when you tell me to do something, you want me to just sit there and do nothing? Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And then when you ask again, then I can say, well, 
I'm going to go ahead and, I, and, and do this, or do you want me to go ahead and do it as you've told me? You know, I'm, you right. tell me what you like. I, I don't mind. I'll be more than happy to do it. But yeah. usually if yeah. somebody tells me, give me this, I'm reaching for it to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> right. Have right. you been pulled over by black police officers? <laughs> yes. This one in, in South Carolina that pulled me over was a black officer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you were doing three we, over. I was pulled, I mean, we yeah. were pulled over. Another incident, golly, I was co-oping with a, with a company uh, during in college. Uh, and we decided we were going to go up to Niagara Falls because we were we were in New York in Rochester. So then we were going to go up to to Niagara Falls. So uh, there were I think five of us. So we're going in two different cars. But we all got there, and as we were coming along, we we get pulled over near the border, you know. And I mean, it was like a whole bunch of police cars, lots of lights and sirens and this and that. We're like, what's going on? We all had to get out, and we were heavily interrogated. I, I guess they thought we were traffickers because oh, really? one of the guys had a had a sports car. As it as it turns out, that's what we that's the only thing we can deduce. He had a sports car. You know, at the time it was a Firebird, but he had Florida plates on it. So mm-hmm. they're like, hmm, why do we have all you guys over here and you're going up, you know, across the border with these, you know, out of state plates, you know? Yeah. And we we're like, well, you know, it's a tourist attraction. People like to go. Now again, you're you're a professional. You're an engineer, and and you're driving maybe nicer cars than they're used to seeing. You know, African Americans drive. Do you think that plays into it? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. There, there's another one. I mean, my personal car. I have a I have a I have a BMW that I drive, mm-hmm. and uh, I can drive around. It's really strange how I go. I go over to Brookfield, <laughs> and I drive around, and I get looked at. You know that you know I'm driving in a neighborhood. You're not from this neighborhood. You'd be surprised how the neighborhood watch will call because they're like, I don't think that that person lives here. You know, I don't know why, you know, wh- why they're here. And the police will stop me. And the first question they ask, is this your car? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it reminds me of the old, Rob- there used to be a Robin Harris um, uh, skit, <laughs> you know, when, when the police say, is this your car? No. No, it's not mine. You got any drugs in there? No, they're at home with the guy. <laughs> you want to say, yeah, it's my car. I mean, golly, you know, can I have this car? Well, what do you do for a living? Well, evidently, I do something that allows me to buy this car. You know, yeah. you know, you're not helping your situation. I mean, is this something that I really have to answer? Right, yeah, right, right. Living? What did I do wrong? I'm driving in a neighborhood. Last time I checked, it's a public street. I can drive. Yeah. I'm not How- breaking the law. How many times have you been late for something important because you've been pulled over? I I can't tell you. I don't know that. Or late most for work, at least. Most or late of the for time, something. Anytime yeah. I get pulled over, you know, with the exception coming back, you know, from work, you know, most of the time it, it affects whatever I'm doing. You know, right. so you get oh, sure. you get pulled over, and yeah. You know, so I mean, I would say probably most of the time, anytime I get stopped, I'm getting I'm I'm late for something because yeah, you know, yeah, that's got to suck. You know, what what can you do? Yeah. Now, like I said, the first half hour, we want to just talk about the experience of getting pulled over a hundred times in a lifetime and how how much of a hassle it is, how harrowing it can be. In the second half, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about why you might be getting pulled over and then what can be done about it. So let's wrap up this half hour. We'll talk to you here in just a minute. All right. Okay. Sure. All right. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast as we continue our conversation with our friend, David Williams.
You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.